I am thrilled to share with you the conversation that we are publishing this week, my chat with Janet Danielson and her personal story, recovering from mysterious pain that seemed to have no source or cure, according to the doctors. And after her transformation through Pilates classes, she became an instructor, founded a studio, and after that, an integrative health and wellness clinic and now is taking her message and offerings online. I know you're going to be inspired by Jana's story, everything that she is bringing to the world, and her story of hope that just might resonate with you if you suffer from pain or mysterious issues that cannot seem to be resolved, or if you've been told that it's time to settle for some ongoing complaints simply due to age. Time to shift that mindset with the help of Jana. We're so glad to have you here listening in on our conversation. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome back. I am so happy to share with you this week my new acquaintance and I think Canadian cousin, Jana Danielson. We are so alike in so many levels, so I'm excited to bring this conversation to you. Jana is a wife, mom of three teenage sons, and a self-proclaimed champion for health and wellness. Can you tell why we're already in love? I know you're going to love Jana too. Her own health issues were the catalyst for a career shift over 12 years ago from the world of corporate consulting to that of wellness entrepreneur. Jana will be the first to say that Pilates changed her life. She stepped onto her first Pilates class in 1999 because she wanted to find a different approach to dealing with her undiagnosed pain. Four months later, that is exactly what happened. Her pain was gone and she found her true calling. In 2008, Jana became a certified Pilates instructor and started teaching out of her own home to friends and family. Two years later, she opened her first Pilates studio, which expanded in 2015 to a 9,000 square foot state-of-the-art Pilates studio and integrated health therapies clinic in her hometown of Saskatoon, Canada, which if we even have time to scratch the surface of that, I would love to share with you what she has created. So such a well-rounded and full offering to support the people in her area. And now online through her Pilates studio called the Meta District. She shares classes online and has launched her first pelvic floor fitness tools, the Cooch Ball and the Gooch Ball, which we are going to explore today. She's a believer of wellness from the inside out and cannot wait to share her philosophy and hints and tips with us. Jana, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me, Susie. I'm excited to be here. So I would love to, well, let's start at the beginning. We've alluded a little bit already to your own journey. So how did your experience kind of redirect? It was a pretty big shift from corporate life to wellness. It was a huge shift. And, you know, it, um, I grew up 
in a small agricultural community and you know there were there was space to play you had to play every sport on your high school team or else your team your your town didn't have a team you know there was fresh garden vegetables every year. And so I, I mean, I, I grew up in a very kind of, um, you know, blue sky entrepreneurial type family. And the, being the firstborn of three kids, I was very, you know, the classic firstborn, A type, very driven, wanting to excel. And so even in my high school days, you know, if there was a big test coming up or I was waiting for a phone call from a boy, right? Cause there was, we weren't texting back in those days. That's for sure. We had like the cordless phones with the big antennas you would pull out. Um, I would get these little, kind of this little burning sensation in my stomach. And I never really thought much about it. As it progressed, you know, I would tell my mom, you know, I have this stomach ache is what I would call it. And we just chalked it up to me being just that, that little bit more nervous energy because I'm trying to excel at what I'm doing. And that's, that's really all it was at that point. But as I went through university and into my first job, my pain became more intense and it started to actually overwhelm me in a sense that every single day of my life, I had pain. And I started to think about I wanted to be a mom. So that was one major thing for me. Like, how will I be a mom one day if I can't even get up off the couch? I was newly married to my high school sweetheart. My other concern was like, how, how can I have a happy marriage? How can I meet this amazing man, you know, halfway when I, I'm literally in pain every single day. And so as I went through, you know, the doctor to doctor to specialist and test after test with no diagnosis, all I was told at the end of that part of my journey was that it probably was in my head. I was probably seeking attention and have a nice life. And it was, you know, I, I believed it for a while. I was, you know, succumbing to the fact that this was going to be my life. And I just thought this grocery list of medication that I was on was just the way things were going to have to be. And, and, and I was okay with that. And then as I started, you know, coming out of, you know, that rock bottom moment, it was like, no, you know what? I'm actually not okay with this. I know bodies are meant to heal. And maybe this original path I was going on wasn't where I was supposed to find my answers. And I loved movement. My body hurt when I moved. It hurt when I didn't move. So I was like, what do I have to lose? I, this, and this is a true story. I was standing in line at the grocery store. It was like the fall of 1999. And I mean, Shape Magazine has been a fitness and wellness magazine that's been out for decades, right? And on the cover of Shape Magazine was Madonna. And I love Madonna. And it, the word Pilates was splattered across the cover of that magazine. I didn't even know that you would pronounce it Pilates. And I was like, what is Madonna doing? And if Madonna's doing it, I should do it. So I bought that magazine and I went home and I read what she was doing. And I read about this form of movement and it really kind of sounded like yoga to me, the way it was explained in the magazine. And I was like, yeah, you know what? So I went and I treated myself to a mat and a new pair of leggings and I found a class and I went twice a week. And after about the first month, I started noticing things. And I was like, never chalking it up to Pilates, never, ever, ever. But I would feel less pain. If I would miss my medication, it wouldn't like, you know, turn me into this big tornado like it would prior. And I started to do things like I would knock on wood and I would like cross my fingers and all these little things that we're supposed to do to bring us good luck or you just didn't want it to end kind of those old wives tales. I didn't tell anybody that I was starting to feel better because I didn't want to jinx it. And what I learned in that first moment when I laid down on my mat and when my instructor was trying to teach me how to breathe properly 
and my brain and my body were experiencing literally like a different language. It was like someone was talking a different language to me. I didn't know what to do in my body to create what she wanted me to create. And it was very intriguing to me. And I was like, okay, body, you should know English. You should know what, what breathe means, what inhale means, what exhale means, and you don't. So let's work together and figure this out. And that's what happened. Like literally four months after I was off all my medication, I still didn't understand the why, but that was, I didn't need to at that point. I was okay with just living in this different body that actually looked different, felt different. And it was like, there was this metamorphosis and I was emerging as this butterfly that I didn't know. It was, it was new to me. This person was new to me. And that really is what created the shift. I had to listen. The voice was too loud. I needed to learn more and I needed to share what I experienced with others. And you know what they say, the rest is history. I love it. And it's so powerful. And I'm so glad you're sharing the story because so many people have issues. And one doctor says, I don't know, go see this specialist. And then four specialists later, they're on a list of medications and questions and unclear lab results. There are so many answers that our standard medicine can't provide for us. And that intuition, you know, the connection with seeing that on the magazine cover that just drew you in and made you dig a little deeper and advocate for yourself. It's such a strong message that I just wish everyone would take to heart. Because even with my experience with holistic health, when I'm sitting in a doctor's office, it's so easy to then kind of put yourself in the back seat and say, oh, well, they say this, and they're the ones with the initials after their name. And I guess I should listen to them. And it really takes some courage to step out of that box and start looking for your own answers. Sometimes it shouldn't, it shouldn't be such a big leap, but I think we all need to give ourselves permission to do that. Well, I think I, I truly believe that the medical system serves a really important purpose. It absolutely does. But what if, what if we tried something different as step one, you know, and what if we left those mediclinic waiting rooms for the people that really needed them versus maybe because we have a, a headache that hasn't gone away or our back is bothering us, or there are some things that are just body issues that yes, the symptom can be dealt with, with a, a prescription a hundred percent, but a symptom is so different than the root cause. And if we're looking for the root cause, you know, sometimes there is no quote unquote medical diagnosis because it's, poor circulation because of our fascial system, or we just literally are, are something silly, like we're dehydrated or, you know, like sometimes it's that simple. And I think we're trained to right away Google or go to WebMD and we're diagnosing, right? What we have. And sometimes it's just the basics like air, water <laughs> and good nutrition, right? And movement. So that's what really helped me to kind of reposition my mindset and still appreciate the work that the medical system does, but understand that there's other ways that the body can flourish if you just look for it, find it. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, given obviously there are big differences between our American and your Canadian health systems, but what you said is so powerful. If we stop taking up space in the waiting rooms for issues that we have the power to turn around ourselves, then the system has so much more capacity to serve the people who need it in the ways that Western medicine excels. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Yeah. And those foundations of health, clean food, movement, 
getting sleep so your body can restore itself. Like you can't bypass those. (laughs) Yeah. And so I'd love to learn more about how you created from your studio classes to your studio space and now this integrative wellness clinic that you've developed. Yeah. So I started teaching Pilates out of my home in the fall of 2008. And by January of 2010, I was teaching like 16 classes a week and about 20 hours of privates. And so finally, my husband said to me one night, he's like, listen, I don't know why you're not seeing this, but there is like a business here. This is no longer your hobby. And because I was also still doing my own HR consulting work, he said, you're, it, it feels to me like you're spreading yourself thin. The boys were all like under six at that point. And he's like, if you had to pick... And I was like, well, I love my business clients. I do. I love helping their organizations get healthier, but like my heart and soul and every cell in my body loves what I'm seeing when I teach someone Pilates, when I teach them how to move, when I educate them. And so he actually quit his job and came and took the HR consulting business over. And we opened our studio that fall in, in 2008. And as I started working with people, I just inherently, I was like, okay, well, I should refer this person out to chiropractic care or for massage or for physiotherapy. And what was happening is these people were trusting me, first of all, so they wouldn't even second guess me. I would give them the name of someone I wanted them to see. And they would be like, okay, I'm going to see this person. And they would come back and I would then chat with this clinician about what they saw from their perspective. And then I could make sure to really dive deeper into what movements I was teaching them or what patterns were disorganized. And All of a sudden, the idea, I was like, okay, I can't be, I felt like a quarterback, right? I was like, you know, calling the plays and this person had to go here and this person had to go here and then come back and report to me and then we'll figure out what happens next. And two years into initially opening our first studio, I was like, okay, there are other people in the city that believe in very similar values that I do that wellness is not a one size fits all, that there needs to be integration, that when you When you take yourself out of your silo of where you think you might be the expert and you open yourself up to other professionals in different areas who have the same values, I think some magic could happen. And that's what we started doing. We started looking for a larger space. Our studio was growing and, you know, what was really cool about this whole phase of the kind of, of my career, Susie, is that the, the people that I brought on initially and we just happen to all be women. Like, and and in fact, we, we now have four amazing men on my team, but I would meet these women at little coffee shops and I would have in hand like the blueprints to the building and I would lay the blueprints out and I would communicate the vision and they would hear the call. And some would be like, no, thanks. Like, we'll see how it goes. We'll watch you and and maybe we'll, I'll, I'll touch base with you like in a year. And I'm like, okay. But many of them answered the call. And in 2015, We opened our our new space, which is under one roof, our Pilates and movement studio with our integrated health therapies clinic. And we've grown that piece. You know, we offer chiropractic, physiotherapy, massage, fascial stretch therapy, nutrition. We have a mental health counselor, naturopathic medicine, reflexology, Reiki, body talk. We really do look at the body like from the top of our head to the tip of our toes as a series of systems. We do not take a pieces approach to wellness, when, you know, when our posture is compromised, it's not just our bones, it's our muscles, it's our fascia, it's our nerves, it's our circulation, it's our digestion, like we don't see the body in like, 
you know, from Toy Story, those potato head dolls, right? You don't, you can't put on your strong arms when it's the weekend to help your friend move or your sexy arms for date night. It, these arms are these arms. And if they're sitting improperly because we've maybe been at a desk for 20 years and all of a sudden we have cold, tingly hands and we have maybe carpal tunnel and we go and we maybe are on li a list for our surgery, but the wrist isn't the issue. The wrist is the symptom of what the shoulders and the arms are doing that's kind of how we transitioned. We transitioned and it's really cool to see people walk through our doors as sometimes a shell of themselves saying, I don't know where else to go. Like I've tried everything else. Can you help? And to take them and, and it is, as you know, right? Integrated health and wellness is not just how the body moves, but it's huge how the brain impacts everything else in the body. So we become like these coaches that help them with their mindset and their confidence and creating, you know, creating that clarity. So that's how that whole piece kind of came to be. Yeah. I love it. There's a lot I want to come back to in that, but just in your last point that you made there, you know, that coaching and support to help people expand their concept of what is possible. Yeah. Because unfortunately, like you say, integrative care is often the last stop because people come from the standard system and they keep running into dead ends or unsuccessful solutions. And finally they branch out, they pay out of pocket, they take a chance, air quotes, take a chance on integrative therapies. And they've just kind of lost their faith in themselves and their body to heal itself. Just like you said, when we were starting out, our bodies are incredible at the ability to heal themselves if we give them the tools and the support that they need. Yeah. And so sometimes that process really necessitates helping that person recognize that they are more than the diagnosis they've been told over the years, that they have the capacity to even exceed their own vision of what's possible. It's extraordinary. It's true. And you know, and you, you hear it in their language even is that, you know, they'll come and they'll be like, well, this is my bad knee. Right. And, you know, we'll get them on a Pilates reformer or on a Coraline or maybe in a, you know, in a physio treatment and you'll just hear them talk about their bad knee, their bad knee, their bad knee. And it's, I mean, it's only a matter of time before that bad knee understands, all right, I'm the bad knee. So therefore I can create pain. Therefore I can be a little bit of the squeaky wheel because that's what I've been defined by. And some people, it's hard to peel themselves away from their bad knee because maybe they had trauma there mm -hmm. or you know women carry a lot of stress and tension through their pelvis you know their pelvic floor responds in in ways that they feel like it's out of their control and the other thing is society tells us we hear it all the time like hundreds of times probably a day that as we age we are supposed to feel like we have to maybe take this certain arthritis medication, or now it's good for 12 hours of pain relief, or here's the new pad in case you wet yourself a little bit. And we see the big construction workers and the, you know, the fancy businesswoman with her briefcase. And we start to believe that because we've had another trip around the sun, we should be feeling this way. So it really is a complete mind shift change that has to happen and the body will respond. Yes. And you are segueing beautifully into what I really wanted to give ourselves time to dig into. So thank you for leading that conversation because there are so many issues. Give us an idea of what kind of thing people might not associate with pelvic floor dysfunction. Maybe first we need to define okay. what's the pelvic floor. Sure. <laughs> yep. sure. Let me kind of paint you a picture. The pelvic floor is a part of our core. 
Okay, a lot of people don't realize that the pelvic floor is a part of the unit that we call our core. A lot of people think our core are our abdominals, especially the six pack abdominals, right? But the core is actually three dimensional. So let me walk you through this. Your pelvic floor is the floor of your core. Think of an apple that you've eaten the flesh and you have the core left, okay? So you have your floor is the pelvic floor. The top of your core is your diaphragm. Now your diaphragm is your main muscle of respiration. It sits like a dome in the crest of your rib cage, all right? So if you open up an umbrella, that's kind of like the shape of the diaphragm, all right? Um, the cylinder of your core is made up of four abdominal muscles. Now, starting from closest to the skin, we have our rectus abs, the six pack. Then we have two sets of obliques. They're called the internal obliques and the external obliques. And when they join, they make like an X shape at the front and the back of our body, okay? Well, this, the, the obliques aren't in the back. There's different muscles that create the, the posterior sling, but the, the anterior sling or the front of the body. So think of like two pageant sashes. That's basically what the oblique muscles do. Now, deeper to that is your transverse abdominus. This muscle starts in your low back and it wraps around your body 360 degrees to the front. So it literally is like a really thick belt or a corset that holds you. Now, we work so hard on those six pack abs, but really what gives us function are the transverse abs. So our transverse abs give our spine posture, they help support our organs, and they really do support the pelvic floor. Now, here's a little fun fact that not many people realize. If you don't breathe properly, the diaphragm as the main muscle of respiration is not doing its job. Same thing as if you, if you didn't pick things up, your biceps wouldn't do their job. Or if you didn't sit down in a chair and stand up, your glutes wouldn't do their job functionally. So what happens, you guys, is we start to become very shallow breathers. And we breathe into our neck muscles, two muscles in particular called the, the scalenes and the sternocleidomastoids. Big, long words, okay? But they're like little tiny muscles and their job already is to hold our head on our body. And now we're also asking them to breathe. So for a lot of women and men, when we're not breathing properly with our diaphragm, because the ceiling and the floor of the core works as a team, when the ceiling isn't working, guess what? The floor isn't working. So we then age or we have babies or, you know, there's lots of reasons that we start to get little things starting to happen. Um, you might cough and sneeze a bit and pee. You might be constipated. Not people, a lot of people don't know that constipation is a function of, of the pelvic floor. It could be, okay? Cold, tingly feet. If you're prone to shin splints, like I'm, I'm sharing some of the things that you might not map to that area. Obviously there's the, you know, there's the other things like, right. you know, pelvic floor pain or pain during intercourse for men, post prostate cancer treatment, pelvic floor becomes a big deal for them as well. And then of course, erectile dysfunction in men, right? Nine out of 10 men who deal with erectile dysfunction, you guys, it is a fitness issue. Their pelvic floor is too tight, does not allow blood flow to the penis. True, okay, it's been proven. Um, so we tell them to take a little pill instead of actually treating the muscle that is stopping the, the blood flow. Like it just, it blows my mind, right? So that's really, you know, your pelvic floor should function for you. When you pick something up, it should work. When you cough or sneeze, it should make sure there's no leakage, right? But it doesn't always do that the way it should because it's been untrained or it almost forgets what its job is. So your pelvic floor can be too tight like a rock wall. It can be too loose. In the cases where your pelvic floor is too tight, um, that's where you have that 
you know, urge incontinence where you're like, oh my gosh, I just went to the bathroom 10 minutes ago and now I'm running to the bathroom again. Or that's where the constipation piece fits in. Or you don't have to go to the bathroom and all of a sudden you get home and you put your hand on the doorknob and it's like now, like right now. Um, and also um, pain during intercourse tends to be in that world where the pelvic floor is too tight. And it's called hypertonic. Now, the opposite end of the spectrum is hypo, where it's too loose. And this is like pelvic organ prolapse. This is the bit of incontinence when you cough or sneeze or laugh. And then you can have, like, you could be anywhere on that spectrum. And again, because these are muscles, we need to know how to, it's almost like a little electrician needs to rewire the messaging from the brain to the pelvic floor to remind it how it needs to function because it's not naturally meant to just deteriorate, right? If you, you know that old saying, if you don't use it, you lose it. it that's kind of what's happening here. Mm -hmm. And um, when you do understand that and you can impact change, quality of life improves, your sensual health improves, your confidence improves. And it just is such a central part of our body that because we can't see it, we forget about it. So true. And I am the lucky new recipient of my own cooch ball. And so I received it this week and was watching some of the videos and the story that you share introducing the ball as women would use it because the same tool serves women and men. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of a different approach. Yeah. We're a little bit different, yeah. but the story you shared about the woman who her feet were icy for years and she had other issues, you know, intercourse was really painful. And then suddenly her husband recognizes that her feet aren't icicles anymore. Yeah. I mean, the things we don't connect to it. No. And these are all signs, you know, symptoms. I, I tell my clients and people that I work with all the time, symptoms are your body asking for help. And when we don't hear those questions, it starts issuing demands. Oh, I love that. We get benched, right? So so those little things that we're like, oh, that's irritating. I'll work through it. it it's so much more beneficial to get a little curious and say, why is that, right? I mean, all of our circulation comes, passes through our hips. It does. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> so that's terrific. So you started working with this tool quite a bit back, but now you have found a way to market it more reliably. Is that right? Yeah. You know, I literally started using this concept about, well, just over 10 years ago because I, and I worked with a really awesome urogynecologist from Reno, Nevada. His name is Dr. Bruce Crawford. And so that's where I got a lot of my pelvic floor training. And then I took all of my health and wellness and Pilates kind of fitness training. And I started to ask the question, the simple question is that, when someone's IT band, so the, the big piece of fascia between their hip and their knee, when their IT band gets tight, you'll often have a clinician, a physiotherapist, a, a trainer maybe say, you know, grab a foam roller and get on that foam roller and do some rolling. Or, you know, maybe use a little bit of a pinky ball to get into those nooks and crannies to help your shoulders get more movement. And I was like, okay, well, if we're doing these things for other muscles, those things are bringing fresh blood to a muscular structure to then create more health, more flexibility, more movement. How can we take that same concept and bring it to the pelvic floor? You know, you can't like, I mean, well, there's different ways. <laughs> you can get in there in different ways, 100%, right? But I was like, what would be an easy way to bring blood flow to the pelvic floor? And so I literally just sat one night on this little kid's five-inch playground ball. 
And I just sat on it and I was like, okay, now let me just start to play with this. I was breathing in different ways and sitting with different postures. And when I got off the ball for the first time, I sat on the floor and it literally felt like the Grand Canyon was between my legs. And I was like, what just happened here? So, you know, I I played around with it a bit more on my own. And then I started working with clients and you know, the ball wasn't perfect. It was my kid's ball, right? It was squishy. It wasn't meant for their mom to be sitting on. It was meant for throwing and kicking and all, you know, that kind of stuff. But it was, it was creating some kind of change. And then I had my clients being like, Jana, my back pain is going away. Or I feel so much more range of motion in my hips. I was golfing last week and oh my gosh, I was driving the, right? And I was like, okay, something is going on here. So I just started buying these playground balls and selling them. And then it got harder and harder to source them. And about two years ago, it was impossible to find these balls like I was ordering. And I had just launched, you know, my online studio and more people were hearing about them because I was featuring them in some of my workouts. And my admin team would be taking these calls and they'd be like, Jana, there's a problem here and you need to figure out a solution. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's time. So... I thought to myself, if I could design something, how, how would it be different? What would, you know, what would that look like? What would it feel like? And connected with the manufacturer, started getting samples. They weren't quite right. They weren't quite right. And then finally we got it. So I'm so proud. I mean, the, I, I came at this Susie too, from a really, it's kind of a sassy way to come at pelvic floor and some people get it and they laugh and some people are horrified by the name cooch ball and gooch ball. But you guys, it was intentional. It was purposeful. I got so frustrated with women and men not speaking out because they feel like they're the only person. They're like this on this island and you're not. And so if the name of this product breaks the ice, that's what I wanted to do. Just break the ice and then let me swoop in. Now I have my platform to educate. So the Cooch Ball and the Gooch Ball were born about seven months ago. It's a patented design. It's not meant for your kids to throw around. It's meant for your body. And men and women all over the world are finding it. I'm getting amazing feedback from it. And I just am so blessed to be able to impact lives this way, start the conversation. And that's what I'm excited, you know, for part of my legacy is that, you know, men and women are going to truly live a different life because of this little simple ball. Yes. And I think it's so important to, to really also bring out these, these stories that you're getting from your clients that it's, it's resolving low back pain. How many people have low back pain? We're all sitting in chairs working at computers. I mean, we spend years of our lives at computers now in this little box. And we think about, you know, the upper body postural distortion and all of that, but we don't think about how sitting is shutting down the circulation to our legs and hips, right? It's so powerful. That low back pain is, is another pandemic and, you know, loosening up the hips. Who doesn't want an easy way to improve their golf game, right? Well, exactly. And imagine the conversation going on in the clubhouse after like, what are you doing different while I'm sitting on this ball? You should really check it out. (laughs) And you know, we know after an hour of sitting, 50% of our blood flow to our lower extremities has decreased. So think about that. Like it's like a plant not being watered for weeks and weeks and weeks. How can those tissues flourish? They, they can't. And it's simple. And you know what? I've had 
my latest kind of really cute story is a woman reached out to me over email and she's just said, you know, I would like my husband or I'm buying this ball for my husband. Um, can I use it as well? And I said, yeah, it's a co-branded product. It's, you know, it fits the body the same way, right? Exactly. And so, um, you know, I, I sent her my answer back and then she responded back and she just said, I'm so excited for this. His 80th birthday is coming up and he's not as spunky in the bedroom as he used to be. And I think this is going to be a great gift for him and subsequently for me. And I was like, you know what? This is awesome. Like at 80 to still be like that sassy, coochie, Gucci person, we should, right? I mean, that is our ability to age gracefully. You know, being sensual plays a huge role in that. And so I was like, you know what? That just made my day. I was really excited about that email. That's tremendous. I love it. We'll just put that one more essential thing in that category of things that we do not have to give up as we get older. No. And you know what? And whether you have a partner or not, right? It's just that part of our body is a it's a series of muscles. And if you think about it that way, we then become empowered because we have control over our muscles. If they're too tight, we can stretch them. We can, you know what I mean? But if you if you make it and believe that it's truly a medical issue, then all of a sudden that control gets that gets transferred. And in some cases, yes it is. But in a lot of cases, it's not. And it's just learning a little bit about our body, which we're not very good at. And then making this three minutes a day a habit. And we're all, we all deserve 180 minutes in our, in, you know, to invest in our body. Doesn't take long. No, no, it doesn't. So if it starts with three and could be dangerously habit forming and grow into a couple of Pilates <laughs> sessions a week at the Meta District online, you know, think where you could be in four months. Exactly. <laughs> Living proof that you can shift your life in 16 short weeks. Yeah. Right. Imagine the possibility. And we're closing in on the end of this topsy-turvy roller coaster of a year, 2020. So why not start off 2021, you know, yeah. calling in the change that you want, creating the new normal that you want to create and be stepping into rather than waiting for permission and looking for solutions outside of yourself. This is the year of empowerment. I love that. I love that. I was on a call yesterday where we were encouraged to think that 2021 started now. And because, it, you know, business and habits happen in these 90 day cycles. So the, the call to action was 2021 actually has 15 months in it. Right. And if you start now, by the time January 1st comes, you're not just starting, you are in it and you're flourishing and you are going to hit the ground running for the new year. I love it. Yeah. Time to create our own momentum. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Terrific. So we're going to have all of the links in the show notes. You can learn more about the coochball.com slash us. If you're down here south of the border, like I am, the meta district is online and lead Pilates. If you are a neighbor in Saskatoon, please run. Don't walk to check this place out. I wish I was closer so I could drop in on your wellness clinic. I'm just so inspired by what you're putting together. Thanks, Susie. Thanks for having me. And, you know, I want to mention that I do have at the meta district, if anyone wants to, you know, take advantage of my free gift. I've got three free videos. One is a 30 minute workout. It's called a line and tone. It's learning how to use your bones to create work in your muscles. Then I've got a really great video. It's part of my educate me series. It's all about diaphragmatic breathing. So you guys, if there's only one call to action you get from this video or this podcast today, get that video because 
diaphragmatic breathing is an absolute game changer. And then for those of you that want to maybe reshape your backside or have some SI issues or some balance issues, the third video is all about a little bit of glute work that will really impact how you walk, how you stand and, and how you live. So I encourage you to check those out. I love it. You've totally got my number on that one. This chair and my SI are not friends. So starting my 2021 off strong. Thank you, Jenna. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining.